what you heard, don't care what you heard. I'm taking it all cause I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. What's going on, everybody? We have another special guest with us today. And before we begin, I would like to say to all my Spotify uh, users and other platforms that I now have a YouTube, so follow me on there. And uh, our guest actually has a YouTube as well, which we'll get into as well. Uh, so would you like to introduce yourself and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. I'm Alpha Sincere. What I actually do is, is men empowerment. So I encourage men to be more alpha and to be the best versions of themselves. I hope you're not having a hard time hearing me. It's kind of noisy. Yeah. So, okay, you hear me good, all right. So yeah, I encourage men to be the best versions of themselves as well as be the more alpha version of themselves. And it just simply means not being timid to life. Mm. It simply means attacking life and being confident and dominant in every aspect of your life, whatever that choose to be, you know, whatever you choose that. So that's pretty like much that, it. All right. So, so what's your story, man? Like, how did you, where did it all just start from? Uh, Cause I've been following you for a little while now. Uh, you post a lot of good stuff. Uh, what made you want to do it? I, I, I'll give you a little background. What, what actually got me into it. I'm, I'm going to give you my story and then I'll give you a background. Yeah. What got me into the YouTube. So I come from Chicago, South side. It's a rough area, you know, just honest truth. You know, I grew up in a, abusive household you know both of my parents were addicted to the drugs you know so I had a rough upbringing me and my four other siblings as we got older you know I always had a, my oldest brother who I kind of looked up to because obviously I couldn't look up to my father because you know he was abusive to my mother it wasn't abusive to us but he was abusive to my mother so we left moved to left Chicago we moved to Indianapolis and from Indianapolis, my oldest brother then had to take the responsibility of the man of the house. You know, you know how it goes. Right. That way he can help my mother because obviously now she's a single mother of five. So my oldest brother always had this just natural alphaness to him. What I describe as alphaness is not necessarily just about women. It's, it's more about life. You know, he stepped up to the plate to be the man of the house. He would do anything necessary to make sure his siblings, as well as his mother, didn't go without food or, you know, he, he took the position up with my father, you know, just to be honest. Yeah. And in every aspect of his life, he was always, I don't want to say he was like he's gone, but I'm, I'm getting to a reason why I'm saying, you know, what I'm saying. So he was always very confident. He was always very sure of himself. He was always a risk taker. All these amazing qualities that inspired me and what I look to inspire into younger kings as well as older kings. This is why I call the guys on my channel, I call them kings because I try to program that into their mindset of respecting themselves and holding themselves to a higher standard. Right? So my oldest brother, he had this alpha mindset, you know, the abundance mindset is what I call the alpha mindset, which is having abundance in every aspect of your life, you know, abundance mindset in every aspect of your life. So this means not just with women, I want to alliterate, you know, make sure I get that understood because, you know, it goes way beyond women. I tell guys, when you're on your purpose in, the women's going to be there. They're not going nowhere. It's the mindset I try to program into my kings is that 
the abundance mindset will take you farther than anything ever will because when you have an abundance mindset, it applies to everything. So let me give you an example. You have people working shitty jobs where they're not happy, right? Right. This comes from the opposite of an abundance mindset. People having a scarcity mindset. I know this because I have people in my family with a scarcity mindset. When you have a scarcity mindset, your mindset is that this is the best you can do or you don't believe in yourself well enough that it's something better out there for you. So you tolerate that woman who's mistreating you. You tolerate that job who's mistreating you, right? You tolerate your circumstances and your environment because you feel like this is the best this is going to get. This is all scarcity. It's not abundance. When a person has an abundance mindset, specifically men, because I teach men empowerment, I'm going to why I specific, you know, why I specifically make sure it's only for men. Anyway, but you know, anybody could be inspired by my content. I'm not like excluding in that sense, but I'll get to that later. Anyway, when you have an abundance mindset, it allows you to believe in yourself and have faith in yourself to know if I lose this job, I can find another job. And not only can I find another job, I can find a better job. If I lose this woman, it's not about being an asshole because honestly, if the woman was doing what she was supposed to do, then you wouldn't have to worry about losing her because she would be right where she need to be. So if you have to worry about losing a woman, obviously she's not meant for you. So this allows you to have that abundance mindset to say, it's all right. You're just not meant for me, but it's someone out there who's better. Matter of fact, it's multiple people out there who's better. That may fit my needs. So back to my oldest brother. I hope I'm not losing you. I hope I'm not talking too much either. No, okay. go ahead. Talk as much as you want, man. All right. So back to my oldest brother. He was always this mindset. He was always this quote unquote alpha example, right? What I, what I you know, kind of mold my, you know, my channel after. He got married to this woman. Nowadays, they call this the alpha woman, I'll say. She, she was an alpha woman. She was very manipulative. She was very dominant and she was more masculine. So over time, she began to wear on his man. She began to wear on his spirit. She began to make him doubt himself. She began to bash him, treat him like a little boy. She did all these things to, to my brother and you no, know, he allowed it. And as time went on, I didn't even recognize I didn't even recognize him. He was a whole different person. Like he began to call me and ask me for advice about life, about marriage, about certain th things. And I, I'm not even married, never been married. But he wasn't his, he wasn't the same no more. This woman had broke him. Mm. And that's where the motivation comes from. Just to answer your first question. That was a little backstory. Goes way deeper, but I want to kind of move forward. I don't want to, you know, dread off that. So now where the channel actually came from is I'm a fan of a lot of women empowerment. I'm a fan of women entrepreneurs. I used to follow women entrepreneurs. A lot of my motivation come from women. I used to follow women entrepreneurs for years got their um, channel subscribed to, bookmark. I don't care, I get inspiration, right? Mm. One thing I noticed when I was following women entrepreneurs was 
they would make content for women only. And it would be no guilt. Like, even like the few guys, it might've been probably three of us in a comment section. Cause you know, like I'll watch a video, you know what I'm saying? Like I'll watch a video, right? And the video might say like, how I turned my $200 t-shirt business to $10,000, right? Yeah. You, you ladies can do it too. And these this video is aimed at women, women empowerment. So you get in the video and it's, it's all women in the comment section, right? They're socializing. And like I said, it's probably me and two other dudes and they're watching. And you know, I'll type that I'm inspired and they'll be like, okay, you know, good. I'm glad you're inspired. But it was always like, this is for women. They had no guilt. And it's not even a, a race thing. It's, it's not black, it's not white, it's not Chinese, Japanese. It's literally, now let me get to it. My, I'm gonna, before I lose my thought, I'm gonna get to the next point. <laughs> right. Now when I will watch the men, right? They would always have to put a disclaimer to how their content is for everybody. They would always have to put a disclaimer on how they're not excluding women, how they're not, you know, uh, not sexist necessarily, but uh, whatever you want to call it, you know, they're not, they're not excluding women from the content. Like discriminatory and, or something discriminatory right and this was a problem for me because like i said as a fan of women empowerment i noticed something was wrong i'm like why can women be confident about you know promoting and embracing femininity you know promoting entrepreneurship to women you know promoting dating advice they talk about men in these and you know in these channels and these these comment sessions they talk about men some of them either talk bad about men and it's a sisterhood and not, I don't see one creator apologize. I, I don't see one creator say, you know, we're not excluding men. Men can watch my videos. No, it's, it's all about women empowerment and they, they're not ashamed. Mm -hmm. So that's where the motivation came. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do a channel. And when I do a channel, it's going to be men empowerment. And I'm, one thing I'm never going to do is I'm never going to apologize and explain why I want to empower men because the women are not doing it. Mm -hmm. So I created my channel and I, I set off. How I started was, this is just a little motivational for you know whoever's listening or watching. If you wanna start a YouTube channel, anything you wanna do in life, set small goals, the small goals lead to the big goals. Mm -hmm. How I started was, cause I have even guys hit me up and you know, man, how do you stay motivated? You know. You got over 300 videos, how do you? It's because I told myself originally that I wanted to make 100 videos and then I would see what I wanted to do after that. Mm -hmm. Now this was me tricking my brain because I'm just like everybody else. I know I get dismotivated, you know, I can do something and then you know how it goes and things ain't going, you know, we try not to get hopping views and stuff, but you know, if you're putting your effort towards something and, you, and no one's watching, you might be like, man, forget this, I'm gonna go play basketball, right? Yeah. So I trick my mind and these guys or whoever watching, women, whoever, you can do this as well. I trick my mind to say, to treat it like a task. I said, well, just do a hundred videos. Just promise yourself you'll do a hundred videos. And from there, it's just me talking to myself, you know, coming up with my YouTube channel. From the once you hit the hundred videos, you can decide whether you want to quit or you want to keep going and set another goal. 
So I created my channel and I set off on my journey to do 100 videos. Now also, I will like to tell people listening, you should have a passion. It shouldn't be about money because, or views and all these things that have no real meaning because it don't matter what you set the goal. You're gonna give up if you don't love it. You're gonna give up if you don't have a real passion for it because it's nothing sustaining you or keeping you there. Like for me, me and empowerment, I gave you the backstory. It was something that I was passionate about. So even when I get discouraged, one or the other will push me. If the passion, you know, the passion didn't push me from what my brother went through and my, you know, my life, let's say that didn't push me. Then the task would push me. Come on, man, you just made it 20 videos. Let's see if you can get to 100. Mm. It will be one or the other. But see, if you don't have that passion, that, that, you know, that drive, then all you have is this task. So when you feel unmotivated, it's not gonna be the passion there to push you when you may get to video number 15. You know, I'm just using that as an example. It don't have to be videos, it could be anything in life. You know, right. video number 20. You're not gonna have anything to push you. And I know because honestly, I the reason why I know I love being empowerment and helping men is because if you ask my family about me, I have done a million things. Like I can't sit still. I love doing things, but only difference between those things is I, it, when there's no passion there, I give up. This is the only thing that I have yet to give up on, even when I'm discouraged, just because it's something that I don't have to get paid for. It's something I tell guys in my comment section all the time. They, they, they you know, kind of give me compliments because I, res I try to respond to every com um, uh, comment, right? Yeah. But this is important. You should, you know, if you, you're trying to become a YouTuber, another tip is try to turn every comment into a conversation. Mm. This is a very, you know, you can write that down, you know, whoever's listening, it's very important when you are building a relationship with the people who are growing with you. Like, I, you know, that's what I like to call it, because at the end of the day, what you have to realize is the person like you right now, you're on the other end of the screen. You're not a number. You're a person. You're a human being. Mm. People get so caught up with 100 views. A like I said, when I was getting nine views, I remember I was put, pushing out videos, man. I was getting nine views down on every video. And... Mm. People was like, hey, man, you know, how you keep going? And, you know, because they would give up. They're like, man, you, you pushing out, you pushing up, you're getting close to 100 videos and you still get nine views, man. I would just give up. But they didn't realize that I wasn't doing it for the views. Yes, you want to do it for the views in the sense that you want more people to see it because you have a message to, you know, relate. Obviously, you know what I'm saying? If you have the cure to cancer, you will want more people to see that video so they can cure, right? So in that sense, it's, you know, it's natural. As humans, if you truly care about helping people, yes, we, we want a million views. Yes, we want a million subscribers because at the end of the day, that's a million people seeing it who can show it to a million more people and it can help and it can heal, right? So I'm not gonna act like, oh no, I don't care about views at all. No, we all do to a certain extent, even if it's genuinely you wanna help, right? But I didn't allow nine views to distract me because when I set out to do it, I literally just wanted to help that one person that was watching. Because I know it's say like nine views, but I tell people all the time, it could be three people watching multiple times, you know, or, you know, watching it later and then they watch it from their phone and then they watch it from the computer. Just because it's nine views, I mean, it's nine people. It's probably less than nine people, you know. So I say all that to say anything you're working towards, just make sure you, you have a genuine passion for it and you're not caught up in the hype nowadays. Also on my channel, this is why I preach about going against instant gratification. This is why I preach, you know, getting control over dopamine because 
in this generation that is the destruction of a lot of men women as well but like i said it's going to be a kind of thing in this podcast is because i do men empowerment mm-hmm. women can take motivation from me i don't discriminate look i'm explaining myself even though i said i wouldn't <laughs> yeah that's all explaining myself <laughs> <laughs> but you know you you have to have a genuine passion for it man because if you don't kings you will give up mm. So you said a lot of good things in there, man. So uh, one thing is that obviously a lot of men don't have that male role model growing up. Uh, I feel like, because me personally, uh, I didn't realize till later, I went through the whole court process and the whole, you know, uh, my parents never got married, but it was like uh, the child custody thing. And it was just because of that, like, uh, my dad wasn't really there in that way that I needed him. And I know, I know a lot of men that don't have that male uh, role model, or like Absolutely. you said, you had an abusive father. So would you say that, uh, would it be better to have a abusive father, but at least he's a father figure for you? Or was it more of you had that brother, so at least you had a male role model type to look up to? So is it more important for a father to be there, uh, even if he's not maybe like the best father? Or what is your opinion on that? Great question. Uh, honestly, no, it's, it's, it's not as important for a father to be there if he's not a good father. And I'm going to be honest with you. The reason I would say that is because just because you have a male figure in the house doesn't make him a male, you know, a man, excuse me, right? right. Mm-hmm. And we have to understand this because you can have a man, like I said, a man in the house. What was, what was you going to teach me how to abuse women? You know, if you have, if you have, I know men, in, you know, in households who do nothing but use women and they behave like children. You know, it's men nowadays that get with a woman because she has a car and an Xbox. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. they can go over there with their friends and smoke weed and play the game and drive her car around. Now, let's say this woman has a child. He's not a father figure to that tra- child. So just because you didn't have a father that you can turn out better than the guy. I know plenty of guys who didn't have fathers in their lives and turned out better than guys who did have fathers. Mm. Yeah, it reminds me of that story of the two brothers who grew up in that household with that uh, alcoholic father. And when asked, like, what happened, with, you know, why it uh, like one brother turned out good and successful. The other one was, you know, an alcoholic. And right. they asked the same question, like, what, well, what's the difference? What made y'all go this way? And they both said the same thing, like, well, with the father like mine, I had no other choice. Right. And, it, and it reminds me of that. So it's pretty cool that you said that. But um, another thing is you talked about abundance mindset. So where did all this come from? Was it mainly just from your brother or did you get involved in like more personal development? Did you go to seminars? Do you hear something on YouTube or podcasts or was it just you kind of seeing that example from your brother and so you were like man you know he inspires me to do this or was it more than him was it other influencers or youtubers or other people you looked up to or something like that absolutely absolutely uh it 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 sparked from my brother but it grew way outside of my brother that makes sense Mm -hmm. like what i am now and what i have become have personally become because of me me myself as a man first of all you know it was from life experiences first I would tell guys to start there because life experience, you know, experiences is the best teacher. So, you know, I had to teach myself how to be a man because, you know, I had my first apartment at 18. You know, I moved out, got my own place. You know, some people may do it younger, some people may do it older, but 
from 18, I start, I began to teach myself, really from 17, but from 18, I began to, when I was out on my own paying bills, I began to teach myself how to be a man. Now I moved to a different state, so I, I was no longer, like I said, my brother had become weak anyway. You know, this is just the honest truth. So he wasn't much of a role model to me or someone I could get influence from. So I had to pull that from within. So I had to seek that knowledge. I had to seek improvement. Just like if, if someone wants to get into fitness, they're going to begin to go to a gym or they're going to begin to look at the guys who work out, type in it on YouTube, right? So for me, becoming a man and have to get out on my own, I had to then begin to seek, you know, men empowerment, men improvement, because I had no one, I couldn't look at my older brother anymore. I couldn't, you know, get it from my father. So at the end of the day, it was all on me. So then I began to, like the generation, you know, like we do nowadays, I began to go on YouTube. I began, I began to look at motivational videos, Eric Thomas, you know, um, yeah. I hope I'm saying the name is Thomas or Thompson, or, you know, uh, um, Charisma on Command. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, it was Good another one. one. Evan, Evans Carmichael. Uh, these guys, man, these guys, you know, the list goes on, man. Uh, Valuetainment. Mm, these guys, all dated. these guys, man. Yeah, I, I watched all them guys, man. And, and they, they all, you know, um, I took a piece, you know, of inspiration from all of them, man, because what they were doing was I wasn't seeing people doing it. It was to be commended, man. Like I said, you know, we're in an era, and like I said, there's nothing wrong with it. I love women empowerment, man. It's it's good. I think men should be empowered. Women should be empowered. You know, children should, everybody should be empowered. So I'm not saying it as a bad thing, but I'm just simply saying we are in a day and age where women empowerment currently gets pushed more because, you know, it's been said that women been oppressed. So now they're pushing it more and that's fine. But let's not forget about the men, you know, let's not push us to the back because you can, you know, women like do not want to be generalized, but it's okay to generalize men. It's okay to tell men all men are dogs. It's okay to say all men are sexist, mm -hmm. but you can't generalize women like that. So the point I'm making is reason why men empowerment is so important is because of the fact that just because you got some scumbags or, you know, sleazebags, it's, it's amazing guys out here. I know because I talk to them every day in my comment section. I talk to them every day in my DMs and they tell me, man, you know, they, they ask me for advice, you know, um, high school, middle school. They, they, they're not trying to, you know, um, sexually assault anyone or do anything wrong. They're trying to find inspiration because like what you just said, most of the guys that I talk to never had a father in their life. Mm -hmm. So they may come to me seeking that inspirational motivation that, that I seek from Evan Carmichael, that I seek from value timing, that I seek from other guys. And if I don't pass the torch, I am selfish. Yeah. This is why I teach guys in our community and by community, I mean like kind of like the man empowerment, red pill, whatever you want to call it, community. I teach guys that we have to stick together rather than, you know, go against each other because I see a lot of guys, this is my last statement, I'll let you finish, but uh, I see a lot of guys who will say things like, Oh, this guy's stealing content from him, or you're stealing. And I'm like, the per the the purpose is when you when you, when someone gives you knowledge, when someone gives you wisdom, you want to spread that wisdom as far as you can. Mm -hmm. If someone, like I said, I'm, I like to use this as example to, to show people how you know severe it is. If someone was right now to get confirm the cure to cancer to you, and then you go lay in the grave and die, mm -hmm. what was the? It, it served no purpose. Yeah. 
So you will never see me, you know, hate on or diss anybody, any men empowerment. Even if they diss me, I would never diss them back because you don't have to get it from me. I just want you to get the message. I don't care who it's coming from. You know, speaking of information, it's like everything has already been said anyway, you know, like from the times of Aristotle and the Greek philosophers, you know, Plato, Socrates, uh, a lot of Stoics, they, they, they talk about a lot of masculine shit, you know. Indeed. But um, there's something you said earlier when we first started, because I'm writing everything down as, as you're talking to. Um, you said men not being the same, you know, from a, a woman, you know, from being with the wrong woman. Like you said about your brother, you just see kind of like the life being drained down to him. And I've seen this in a lot of men, and it's just sad to see. Uh, whenever they get with the wrong woman, you know, I've seen like the most liveliest animated men just, you know, full of life, energy, wanting to take on the world. And they get with the wrong woman, and then that woman just slowly just fucking sucks the life out of them more and more and more. So it's that. And it's also, like you said, it's like men. One thing I have seen now is more men's coaches. So I'm actually really glad about that because for a while, it kind of felt like men didn't really have that space to go anymore. You know, like like that space where we can vent our frustrations, where we can be a man, where we could talk like unfiltered about the shit that bothers us. Because every time we do, we go to Facebook or social media and we'll comment on something and then you'll have like fucking like a hundred women jump in and be like, what are you talking about? Don't you know right. women have to go through this or some shit? And right. it's like, right. <laughs> so it's like, we always have to be filtered in what we say and there's, there's that's no, it, yeah. And so that was one thing uh, that I don't want to talk about, but there's another thing too, uh, just kind of finishing up on things you were talking about earlier about your vision on YouTube. You said you made a goal for a hundred videos. Okay. Yeah. So I think that was really important to because uh, I talked about this in a few of my podcasts. Um, a lot of people give up way too fast, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So you had a vision. You said, "Okay, this is my vision. This is my end goal," and you focus on the end goal instead of like you know your little your progress. It's like you you were it seemed like you appreciated that daily progress, but you always kept the end goal in mind. Absolutely. So absolutely. I tell men I tell men all the time that having that vision will push you when you don't feel like doing it anymore, when you feel unmotivated. It's because you're focusing on what is it that I really am after. It's not, you know, if you focus on that instant gratification, like you said, that comes and goes. Right. But that vision is what's is what going to drive you, you know, when you're not feeling motivated. I tell guys all the time, just remember why you started, you know. When, mm -hmm. At that point, when you are focused on something that you're passionate about and purpose, you know, have a purpose for it, we're not speaking on just trying to get rich, then that's where the end goal is set at the beginning. We set the end goal at the beginning. Find what you have a passion for, find your purpose, and then you set your end goal. That way along, like you said, along the steps, when you get this motivated, unmotivated, it will come. It's gonna come, it comes for all of us. Mm -hmm. Your end goal is already set in stone. So now you have that end goal to say, man, if I could at least set that, I had that end goal, what made me even set that end goal? What space was I in when I set that end goal? What was my thought process when I made that end goal? Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So you talk about, uh, this is another topic I wanted to get on to. Uh, you talk about semen retention and NoFap. Uh, yeah. uh, can, you, can you talk about the benefits of that and how that started? Because obviously a lot of men, uh, they could find that like a hard beast to slay, you know, like, like holding on to that, you know, semen retention and, uh, you know, not masturbating and shit. So uh, what are the benefits of it? How did you get into it? And uh, what, what was that journey like for you? Okay, yeah. First, I'll, I'll jump into the benefits of it. You know, I always tell guys that the number one benefit for me anyway is for men to regain power and control over their sexual urges. Mm. 
Yes, they have benefits such as energy and all this stuff. You know, this is the more known benefits that people talk about all the time. You know, give you more energy in the gym and stuff. Ultimately, my favorite benefit is getting men to have control over their sexual urges because when you have control over your sexual urges, guess what happens? You make rational decisions. And when you make rational decisions, guess what else happens? You are more conscious about the women you choose to deal with, the women you choose to sleep with. You are more aware of the risks you are taking when you engage in these activities. This is why you see men lose everything they work for in divorce court. This is why you see men lose everything they work for due to child support. I was just reading an article not too long ago where it said a man called his wife cheating and he made her kill the, I guess the guy she was sleeping with. Mm-hmm. Regaining control of your sexual urges help avoid this. I actually just made a video where I, I told, I, I titled it, uh, I think I, I put red pill versus feminist or women. Feminism, yeah. yeah. And I was basically saying, what you women aren't realizing is this is helping you too. Because when he's not so emotional, when he's not a slave to his sexual urges, this keeps him from coming home when you may not know better, right? If you're a disloyal woman, you may have issues. You may grow up in a broken home and you're doing dirt. This help, I'm teaching this man. We're teaching this man. You're teaching this man. We're teaching men and young men to know their worth. You deserve better. You come home and catch your wife cheating, guess what? Leave her. You come home and catch your girl cheating, leave her. This saves your life, literally. Or do you want men to be emotional to where he comes home, catch you cheating, and blows your brains out and blows his own brains out? Mm-hmm. So, you know, my favorite thing about semen retention, I'm getting to other benefits too, but my, my number one favorite benefit is number one, you know, controlling your, your sexual urges. I love it. And that's what it done for me. Like when I regained control of my sexual urges came because I was a chronicle masturbator, man. Like, I don't know if that's the word, but man, like, I love <laughs> yeah. porn. I love porn. I love masturbating. And that was just the truth. Like a lot of guys, you know, I, yeah. you know, I had a high sex drive, man. And, you know, whether it was with women or porn, I had a high sex drive. And I noticed now that, you know, the second, and it's just all mainly no fab right now, but uh, the second benefit we can get into is regain of life and motivation, regain of purpose. When I used to, and I'm gonna speak on myself because I always like to tell people I'm not perfect. We're on this journey together. Mm-hmm. Everything you're going through, I went through, or I'm still going through with you. This is why we're building together. So what I noticed on my NoFap journey was when I used to get that instant gratification, that quick dopamine, I had no life purpose, man. Uh, for everybody, dopamine is that feel-good hormone in your, in your brain. It's a neurotransmitter. I just want to make that right. clear. But go on. So I had no life purpose. You know, I see videos, people make videos, women make videos, you know, uh, male doubters make videos. It's semen retention, uh, I'll say no fat, it was probably more no fat. Is no fat really real? Is the benefits really real or just hype? You know, is it placebo? I'm like, man, it's nothing placebo about not having motivation. It's nothing placebo, I don't care. You can say it's placebo for God. And even if it is placebo, what are, He's benefiting. If this guy says he go to the gym ever since he doesn't masturbate, he goes to the gym and he he's in a better spirit while working out, that's a win. But when it comes to motivation, for these young guys to say, man, I did semen retention, I did no fab, and 
now I have motivation again in life. Now I want to do this. Now I spend more time with my family. At first, I just locked myself in my room and played the video game and ate Doritos. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's all beneficial. How is that? How is that not great benefits? I don't need, excuse me. I don't need a scientist to prove to me that this have benefits if I'm watching this young dude every day smoke weed with his friends and waste his life and masturbate. And the moment he he tries this, he no longer wants to do that. He wants to seek batter. I don't give a fuck what a scientist at that point say. That's just my, you know, that's just how I feel. A scientist come out and be like, you know what we proved today? No fab is a myth. It's no benefits. It's no, I wouldn't care. I care about results. I care about what guys tell me in my messages. I care about what guys say in the comment section. I care about what guys tell other, you know, other um, NoFap creators. When I go on there and I see guys, 13-year-old, and the older guys as well, but like I said, I like to get focused on the younger guys because a lot of times, you know, they're the future, man. You know, the, you know, the youth is the future. So, you know, I like to focus on younger guys as well as the older guys, but it makes me feel better when I see guys talking about, I'm 17 years old, man, and because of NoFap, I'm more aware and I'm realizing how sick porn is. That makes me feel good. And I ain't even talking about on my content. I'm talking about on other people's content. You know what I'm saying? Like just on, on social media period, when I just see young guys like, man, I'm, I'm 15, I'm 17, I'm however age. And since I started NoFap, man, I feel like I could take over the world. You know, since I started NoFap, man, I, I have goals again. I have dreams. I want to, how is that not benefits? Yeah. So I, I can care less about videos saying that, you know, it's a placebo, it's no real benefits. I don't need a scientist. I just need the people. I need the people to say, man, since doing no faps and doing semen retention, I noticed something different within myself. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. So was, was that hard? Was that hard for you when you first started? Because uh, before we get into that, um, I'll say like even when you first start, you know, your, your no fab journey or whatever. Um Probably like after the third, fourth, fifth day, somewhere around there, you just really feel like that testosterone build up like that. Like, you know, like you do, I could take do. on the world. Yeah. You know, that benefit alone. It's like, man, you want to go out and you want to fucking like run 10 miles or some shit, you know, yeah, yeah. So what was your journey uh, like specifically in that? Like, was it hard for you when you first started and uh, like, have you relapsed since or, or what was that like? Very, very similar to what you said, when I first started, man, it was it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was that girl, you know, that G-R-R-R, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it was yeah. that, that that monster, that beast inside, like, man, this is really working. Mm-hmm. But then, the, you know, the, the unmotivation, you know, the dismotivation came because porn is an addiction. People don't want to accept that. You know, it's an addiction. You know, mm-hmm. masturbation, like I said, is an addiction because anytime we get dopamine, instant dopamine like that, mm-hmm. It messes up our receptors, man. It, 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 anytime we can just reward ourselves mm-hmm. like that, this is why fast foods, you know, excuse me, fast food have similar, you know, effect. This is why sugar has similar, because anytime we don't work for something, at a push of a button, think about it like at a push of a button, you can watch any porn you want, mm-hmm. any fantasy you want, at a push of a button, not literally a button, but you can yeah. masturbate. Like nobody can stop you from masturbating. Like you can masturbate at work, you can masturbate. And I'm saying all that to say like, realize, imagine like a drug addict having an unlimited source of drugs attached to their body. Mm. They were overdosed, that's scary. 
Now think about it, like masturbation is an unlimited source of dopamine. I mean, yeah, you may get tired, but once you got energy again, you're right back at it. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's, yeah. you know, the process, I'm saying all that to say, I'll be lying if I told you the process was easy when I first started. Mm-hmm. Now, have I relapsed? No, I haven't relapsed on NoFap. And no, I haven't relapsed on semen retention. I can look you there in your face and say that and sign the truth because I tied my semen retention and NoFap. I actually have a video about this where I talked about how once I tie my semen retention and NoFap into spirituality, it changed for me. Mm-hmm. I used to do it for... And even if you're not a spiritual person, which I have people that's religious, spiritual, I have people who don't believe in God, don't believe right. in anything. That's fine. I tell people, everybody's welcome. Come on. But even if you're not spiritual, one thing, just take this message and apply it. Mm-hmm. Eventually, if you're doing NoFap for the smaller things, for the, you know, the lower level, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. that's going to get old. And I know from experience, reason why I kept relapsing, guys be like, man, how don't you relapse? You know, I keep it. It's because I kept relapsing like them because it, my, my no fat, my semen retention was tied to, like every, like most people, when I first started, I'm going to be honest, it was tied to women. You know, when I heard that it, it can help with women attraction. Oh, if you, you hold your seed, you don't watch porn, it attracts more women. I'm like, oh, well, I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. And then that eventually wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to sustain me. So eventually, once I didn't care about that no more, guess what? I'm back masturbating. Mm-hmm. It was literally the only thing that stopped me from relapsing is spirituality. Because when I got spiritual into it, I started looking at porn on a deeper level as something sick, something twisted. Mm-hmm. And it changed in, in my mind. Now, if I do it, it's different. See, before when I relapsed, it was just, okay, I was doing it for female attraction. I was doing it for gangs in the gym. So what is the real punishment? Oh, well, I relapsed. I'm not letting down gangs in the gym. I'm not letting down female attraction. But when I tie it to deviancy, when I tie it to wickedness, you know, sickness, the fact that these companies are targeting us, targeting men specifically, targeting people, human beings, the fact that these companies are promoting pedophilia when you, you know, didn't realize and you start looking at it on a spiritual level and going, man, I actually didn't realize that it's actual categories saying barely legal. And the fact that we're okay with watching barely legal is sick because we're programming our mind to say, she's, she just turned legal, so she's okay, but really she's still fresh 17. She's still fresh 16. Ooh, mm-hmm. that turns me on. That's it, man. You're training your mind. So now, when I think about relapsing, it's those things that are attached to it. And it's harder to relapse. Does that make sense? Like, now it, it holds more weight. Like, damn, if you relapse now, it's more of a disappointment within myself on a spiritual level. Like, mm-hmm. I can do better than this. At first, it was just female attraction, getting gains in the gym, getting energy. I didn't, get, I didn't care if I relapsed ultimately. And I know these guys feel the same way because they relapse and the first thing they say is, did I lose my gains? Oh man, am I gonna lose gains in the gym? Oh my God, a guy told me not too long ago, he said, um, man, I relapsed, man, I, I need some advice. He said, um, I haven't been feeling female attraction as, as much lately since I relapsed. It's all in your mind, first of all, man. But it just shows you, this is the deepest they're doing it for. They're doing it for, I'm doing it so when I go to, hey, Alpha Sincere, I went to the grocery store today 
and a beautiful chick will stand my way, man. It's working. They're doing it for that. But what happens when that gets old? Mm-hmm. It's nothing from keeping you from going back to porn. So that's why I tell guys, I, I, I think you should look into self-improvement. You should look into spirituality with your no fat, with your semen retention, because that's going to give you more purpose, man. You know, when you're able to look back, even if you're not spiritual, when you're able to look back in life, you don't have to be spiritual. Just, just real purpose behind why you're doing it. Female attraction is not purpose. Gym gains is not purpose. I'm sorry to tell you because you're trying to get gym gains for what? More female attraction. <laughs> Honestly, you want more muscles so you can attract more women. Why? So you can give them more of your seed, so you can give them more of energy. Why? So you can continue to be in what? A slave to your sexual urges. See how it all ties back mm-hmm. into sexual urges. Mm-hmm. I so, like that, man. And uh, there was something you said you, you posted in your Instagram, too, because uh, you posted uh, Think and Grow Rich as a book uh, recommendation for everybody. Love and it. They, yeah. And they talk about that, too. He says uh, sexual transmutation. I think that's what it's called Absolutely. about saving that sexual energy and putting it into your, your body of work. So that's one thing. Uh, second thing is uh, orgasms versus ejaculation. Have you looked into like the, the male orgasm? Because I didn't even know that men can have actual orgasms and not like yeah. ejaculation. Yeah, no, like, I've seen it. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I did my re- I seen that. But see, here's my issue with that. Like I, I see some guys who uh, I don't know if you hip to Stephus Cole. Mm, who's that? Okay, he's he he's a um he does what I do, you know, but he's he's on a larger scale. You know, so I was okay. actually a fan of his, but he's on a lot way larger scale than me. But uh mm-hmm. anyway, he kind of when he did when he promoted his semen retention, he would tell guys, which is true, a lot of guys, you can still because of what you just said. Or orgasm, you know, you still can engage in sexual activity and retain your semen. Mm-hmm. So he would, you know, kind of promote, which a lot of channels do, promote semen retention in the sense of just not releasing your seed. You still can have sex with your girlfriend, just do not release your seed, you know, let her get hers off. And even if you get yours off in terms of an orgasm, don't ejaculate. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I really wasn't big on that. You know, with me, I, you know, in the semen retention community, they got two levels. They got the semen retention where you can still have sex, which is normal. Then they have muck mode. I always kind of, in my content, I preach muck mode. What muck mode is, if you do your research, muck mode of semen retention is just complete celibacy, no nothing. You know what I'm saying? No porn, no, no sexual activity. Mm-hmm. And I would always preach that because I would tell guys, for me, semen retention is not a religion. It's not a cult. It's a tool for me. That's it. I can't speak for other people. For me. So because it's not a cult and it's not a religion, I use it as a tool. And I think using it as a tool, you should use it to get what you want to get out of it. So if you want to master your sexual urges, say I'm going to do it for three months, six months, nine months, and then live your life. Hopefully now when you engage in sex, you can deal with women better. Because ultimately I can't speak for other people. But for myself, I still love women. I still seek to deal with women. I'm not at a point, nor will I ever be at a point in my life where I'm just like, oh, I'm done having sex forever. I'm done with dealing with women intimately forever. I'm going to live in a cave. Come on, man, let's go. No, I love women. So I still seek to engage with them. I just want to have my power back as a man. I just want my control because guys, now you, you look at your timeline, a woman with big breasts pop up and guys lose their mind. They can't focus down in the comment section. I'll marry you. I'll drink your bath water. I'll give you all my money. 
What's yeah. your cash app? Can I cash app you some money? Uh, that's unhealthy, yeah. man. You know, so I hope I didn't lose. I kind of lost uh, the, the question that you asked, but uh, no, it's all good. The only reason why I wanted to bring that yeah, up, yeah, I researched was... it, man. I, I seen, I seen what you're talking about as well. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I, believe, I believe more monk mode for me, man. I believe if you're gonna do semen retention, I think you should just hold up on all sexual activity until mm -hmm. you are ready to engage back into sex. That's mm -hmm. how I think. I don't think you should, should, should tread the thin line. Like, do you know what edging is? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. I don't. I don't agree with that. See, I don't think you should play with fire like that. I think you should <laughs> truly dedicate yourself to if you want to do this. Because think about it. If let's take it out of that, man. If it was sugar, man. If it was fast food, you wouldn't play with yourself like that. You're not gonna play with yourself like, okay, I'm just gonna put put some sugar on the counter like it's cocaine and just smell it. I ain't, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna inject. You know, I'm not gonna eat the sugar. I'm just gonna rub it with my hands. You would look at that as weird. Like you know, like why am I doing this, man? If I'm trying to cut back on sugar. I need to cut back on sugar. So why would I play with pornography? Why would I play with masturbation by edging? Okay, I'm just gonna get close, but I'm not gonna go. I'm just gonna smell the burger. I'm not gonna bite the burger. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, like, come on. I man. got you, man. No, uh, <laughs> the only reason I wanted to bring that up was because when I first heard, uh, I was in a club back then, I was like 18, 19, 20, I was talking to a guy and he yeah. said, no, nah, man, I, I don't ejaculate, I have orgasms. I'm like, what? Because in my, in my mind, it was the same thing, but I've only actually had like ever one actual orgasm before and it's more like it's something that happens in your brain Absolutely. And I, there's like a whole process there's a book on it um I, I forgot what it's called it's like the multi-orgasmic man or something like that if people want to look at, into it but i also wanted to bring that up because obviously people have girlfriends you know all that type of stuff and they don't you know they don't want to refrain from sex but um the other topics i want to get into is a uh, toxic masculinity. real quick real quick right before you get into it it's gonna be like right. go ahead good what if i was back to what i said you said people have girlfriends that's what made me bring it up this is why I advocate for monk mode is because I understand that people have girlfriends, right? Mm -hmm. This is why I tell them, do it for a certain period of time. If, if you can't, if your girlfriend can't respect you enough to give you three months of your life to mm -hmm. do what you need to do, or if it's 30 days, man, if it's like, honestly, whatever your, whatever your goal you want to set, if you're with the wrong person, I'm sorry to tell you that because that's no different from her trying to lose weight and you continue to bring her snacks. They will, yeah. they will call you an abusive man. They will say that you're not supportive of all these things. Mm -hmm. So I try to tell guys, know your value. It's just because you have a girlfriend, it shouldn't be an excuse to get off your purpose as a man. And that's why I love men empowerment is because that what you just said was a key point. Women don't tell each other that. You know, women don't say, yeah, you want to lose 10 pounds, but what if you have a boyfriend and he likes you big? No, they encourage, you know, but what us men, it's like, yeah, if, I know you want to do it, but, but what if guys have a girlfriend? You know, it's, it's like an ultimatum, and it shouldn't be like that. If you're truly serious about no fap kings, those listening, mm -hmm. and semen retention, it's something you should do for you. And if your girlfriend can't respect that, then maybe you should look into a new girlfriend, or maybe you should look into mm -hmm. being single. <laughs> Just fool for thought. I feel that, man. Uh, so that actually brings me back to the, my next point, which is uh, toxic masculinity and demonizing men. Yeah, because you made a post about this, and I commented under it, and I don't think it exists. Like, I, I hate hearing that phrase, man, toxic masculinity, because it's like, there's nothing toxic about masculinity. It's more Absolutely. like that the absence of masculinity is Absolutely. what's toxic. So Absolutely. if you want to uh, talk more about that, what you think about it, uh, you know, all that type of stuff. Like you said, I agree. I don't think toxic masculinity exists. I know it don't exist for a fact, because at the end of the day, like I said, what ties toxicity into masculinity i would like to ask people mm -hmm. because last time i checked it was a guy who makes um you know coaching me and coaching 
content as well. And I'll have to um, tag you into his post, man, because it was a powerful post. He makes content as well. And he um, put up an article of a guy speaking on how the last, it was like the last seven mass shooters or something like that all was raised by single mothers. Mm. And he was speaking on toxic masculinity. He was like, you guys say toxic masculinity a lot, but you know, the last seven, you know, mass shooters was raised by single mothers. Don't quote me on this. It was his post, you know, he I put up the it. article, but I just respected it because it's from what I seen in my personal life, the lack of masculinity in the household was toxic. <laughs> you know, if anything was toxic, it was the lack of masculinity. Now here's where toxic masculinity comes from. Toxic masculinity comes from, first of all, we know the feminist agenda yeah. to even put the title, you know, to push the effort, but on a simpler level, Toxic masculinity comes from things like the meathead culture. It comes from things like this meathead in the gym who takes a bunch of, you know, uh, protein, you know, mm. he works <laughs> out and, oh, let's hook up with chicks. He's, he's this college guy. And let's hook up with chicks and chick walk past and he smack her on the ass and woohoo. <laughs> and, you know, they'll, they'll use that to advocate. See, toxic masculinity, this is just toxic. But I like to ask those, why does that tie into masculinity? Because mas masculinity is the opposite of that. Masculinity is respect. Masculinity is discipline, sexual discipline. To me, the most masculine men on the earth are people like monks, mm -hmm. guys who, you know, meditate and they, they control all these dopamine receptors. They don't, you know, they, they're not distracted. Like it doesn't get more dominant and masculine in having control over your mental, your spiritual, as well as your body. Mm -hmm. right so yeah you know as far as toxic masculinity um you know it don't exist like i said shitty people are shitty people if if, if a guy's an asshole if he's if he's a um, womanizer that has nothing to do with masculinity and we're not going to let you blame that on masculinity just like you're not going to let us bash femininity yeah you know that was oh, another last, thing. Point, last point and i'm done last point i almost missed that there. why is it okay for them to promote masculinity when it comes to women when you see ella degeneres or when you see and it don't have to be her because i'm actually a fan you know but when you see ella degeneres or any woman you know when it comes to the lgb community it's promoted the more women behave masculine it's promoted they tell women nowadays embrace your masculinity they love it they love it. A woman could do anything a man could do. You know, she could play basketball. She could, you know, if, if a woman's, you know, Ronda Rousey, look at Ronda Rousey. They were saying she can beat Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. She was, they were saying she could beat men. Mm. But if that was reversed, if you was there to utter these words of these guys, Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather, these guys can beat a, a, a woman fighter, mm. you're sexist. So it's like, why is masculinity promoted as healthy when it's time to promote women empowerment and women's strength mm -hmm. yeah that was my my next point actually uh, a couple of things actually it was uh they never i never hear anything about toxic femininity it's only toxic masculinity that that exists to these right. people they, they don't want to talk about the, the fucked up things that women do like the, the women that involve, they get involved with men they marry them and they take them for half their shit you know or even more you know they don't, or they don't the talk women about who, who love sleeping with married men yeah, yeah, that. Don't talk about any of that. And then the, the next thing, because I know a lot of men do feel demonized and it's, uh, you know, their masculinity is like always under attack. They want men to be more feminine, but women aren't attracted to feminine men. You know, if, if, a, if a woman gets involved with the feminine man, she ends up leaving him typically for a more masculine man or cheating on him or something like that. 
Yeah. But that, that brings me back to my next point. It's uh, women in their masculinity and aggressive women. Uh, when did that start? And what is your opinion on it? Because uh, some of the happiest women I know, they're married with children, you know. Yeah. Uh, and some of the most miserable and angry women are those women who tell themselves, I don't need a man, you know. They seem like the most angriest women. I, I, think, it's, I think it's a war going on. I think it started way deeper than just masculine and feminine. I think... I was reading something about this not too long ago. It kind of inspired my video too. And it was speaking on how, how you take over a generation, how you take over a people, how you take over a culture, how you take over whatever you want to call it, right? Is you have to weaken their strongest men, right? It only makes sense. Because if you seek to take over something, right? If you seek to dominate something, you're not going to get that far with strong powerful men you're not going to get that far with free thinkers you're not going to get that far right with this warriors is why and stuff yeah they teach us group thinking this is why when people think about things like entrepreneurship they get clowned they get laughed at but when someone tells you they just got a new job congratulations everybody's excited for you oh my god how much you're going to be making but then you go tell someone, you know, you started your podcast business or you know, you go tell someone you started this t-shirt business or you know you oh man, I don't know if you should do that. They're encouraging group thinking because at ultimately where masculinity, femininity and toxic lies in the middle started was we need to begin to get the men to behave more feminine. It's more about the men than it is the women because we need the men to be weak. This is why men constantly apologize. This is why we see more men. I was just watching something not too long ago where it was, I don't know if you've seen it, but like the TikTok challenge where the men were dressing, switching and dressing up in women's clothing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Like, you know, this some reason this is funny. And when you don't seek to do this, like I had women in my comment section saying toxic masculinity because I didn't find anything funny about this. Oh, yeah, you, you're just toxic masculinity. You, um, you're really insecure. It takes a real man to be able to put on a dress. It takes a real man to be able to dress up like a woman. So I'm insecure because I, I don't find anything funny about behaving like a man because I love my masculinity. I love who I am as a man. I don't, I don't seek to be feminine. And we all have, naturally we have feminine and masculine. You know, it's, it's natural, humans are balanced. We have feminine and masculine, that is true. But I tell people all the time, just make sure as a man, your masculine is dominant. You know, no different than estrogen and testosterone. Men are, you know, more dominant testosterone women are more dominant in estrogen this is why when you know women seek to you know gay women seek to become you know butch or more you know manly they will take um they'll take t-shots and stuff like that they'll take testosterone but i'm yeah. saying all that to say is they want men to become weak because when they're pushing their agenda they need that submissive man they need that feminine man this is why you can watch videos of a man beating up on a woman and it's 10 guys standing around not doing nothing. This is why you can watch police or whoever abuse their authority and no, not even about a race thing. I'm just talking about it's people. Mm -hmm. And it could be black, white, Asian, Mexican. And the men of the community don't come together and say, hold on, we're not gonna let you do that. The men are just as submissive as the woman and they love that. And this is why they're pushing the agenda of toxic masculinity because they want to shame you for feeling masculine so you can ditch masculinity so you can embrace your femininity and what comes with femininity 
I tell people all the time, no, whether you like it or not, submissiveness is femininity. I'm sorry. It may hurt people. Feminine. It doesn't mean you disrespect them more. It doesn't mean that they're less valued. It's just what it is. It falls back to what you just said. The happiest women you know are married with kids. And a lot of times those women are because they choose to be submissive or they naturally are submissive. And submissiveness, like I said, does not mean that you step over a woman you disrespect. It don't, you know, I hope people don't screw my words. It just simply means that you are willing to take charge as the man, as your natural state, and she wants you to take charge. Yeah. So how could you ever have a problem if you are willing to take charge as a man, take the lead, and your woman wants you to do that? You, you both are on the same page. But the problem with this is this mindset creates more strong, masculine, free-thinking men. And you can't have that. You can't have free-thinking men when we're trying to do what we're trying to do. We need men to be submissive. We need men to be scared. We need men to have a scarcity mindset because all these things, oh, let me get why women fall into play. Now, this is where women come in. We need women to believe that they can do what men can do because when the time comes, when we need to do what we need to do, they won't have the power like they think they do because ultimately women are not strong in that sense as men. This yeah. is why men have built empires, men have built civilizations and it's just the honesty. But if we have women believing that they can be just as strong as men and then when we come do what we need to do, the truth is revealed and who is there to help? Not men, I got a quick story to, to, and I'll leave that alone, but uh, my sister, um, her ex-husband, he was more feminine than masculine. And he, one time they heard a noise in their house, right? And, you know, naturally, you know, in traditional, you hear noise in the house, what, what do we do? You, you send the man to go check, right? The man, you don't even send him, he goes check to make sure his, his family's okay, his girl, his wife. He lied in bed and let her go check. My sister had to go check the house they thought they heard a burglar in the house. Why this grown man lied in bed under the covers and played it safe. Now, how does that benefit those who seek to control? How does that benefit those who seek to have power? Isn't that great? Think about it. If you were someone who wanted to have control and have power, wouldn't you want men like that? It would be easy. If I wanted to come steal someone piece of cake, I would want I wouldn't want to go steal a piece of cake from this kid whose father is extremely self-aware, who's masculine. This doesn't mean that he's it just seems simply means he's going to protect and provide for his family. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to take a piece of cake from that kid, but I would want to take a piece of cake from the kid whose father is sitting there doing TikTok switches. You know, yeah. who, who father, you know, who father yeah. is sitting there allowing the woman to go check for the burglar. This will be easy as pie because I know I can, I can, I can do whatever I want to a woman. Yeah. So let's get into something. Oh, go ahead. Were you, were you done? Or? Yeah, I'm done. No, that was it. That was it. All right. So let's get into a uh, female nature to, to kind of start wrapping things up a little bit. Cause that's yeah. your, one of your main things you like talking yeah. about. And honestly, I think that alone could help a ton of men because a lot of men don't really understand women now, you know, like, one of the common complaints I hear from women now is where are the real men at? But then these same women always encourage men, hey, you need to be more emotional. You need to be more feminine. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, then, but then we always know, like, this is what got me into the, the you know, all this type of stuff. Um, 
when I was younger, I, you know, I heard that a lot. Like women want that romantic, that good guy. Like every guy has heard this shit growing up. You know, right, they want that. Right. Yeah. And then we started seeing like, okay, well, they want this supposedly, but then they're fucking all these douchebags. Yeah. So that that's like, that's one thing that kind of uh, woken me up to that. Plus obviously my own experiences and relationships. It's like when I was doing my own thing, when I was in my purpose as a man, you know, doing my work, like, like staying focused, you know, analytical, yeah. all that stuff. It's like women were attracted, you know, like that's one of the most sexiest things for a man to do to a woman, you know, is a man yeah. who is in his purpose. I'm going to tell you why that is too when you finish. I'll tell you why all that is. Yeah. So he, uh, that's one of the sexiest things for a woman, uh, a man who's in his purpose and women will come along and they'll try to test that. And, you know, if you allow a woman to fucking push you off your purpose, off your mission, off your whatever, that's when they end up leaving you. They start disrespecting you. They start resenting you and yeah. they, they end up leaving you. Once they bring you down to a certain level, they end up leaving you and going for another man and repeating that same process. So uh, with that being said, before I let you go on, uh, I did want to say a couple of statistics. So uh, obviously half, almost half of all marriages in a divorce with 70% of those women initiating the divorce. And that to me is just fucking crazy because it's like men are getting fucked over left and right in the courts, you know, getting like taken for their, their money, their, their house, their whatever it is, all this type of stuff, things that they worked hard for. Uh, their their children, you know, custody, all that stuff. So I know I know a lot of men are going through this problem, but uh, so speaking on female nature and everything, anything else you want to say, you know, to what I just said. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, okay. On a primal level, it's all about primal. Mm-hmm. On a primal level, a woman in cave. You know, when they live in a, when you live in a cave, right? Let's just say caveman types as an example. The woman needed. The more masculine, the more dominant, right? Mm-hmm. Man and men, because it was about survival. Because at the end of the day, this is in their DNA because they need to make sure. I'm gonna send you a link too. I want to see your link, right? We right. are animals. People don't want to accept. It's no different. I was watching a video about lions, right? Because I love lions, and they was explaining why you know the the lioness go for the alpha lion. And they said she go for them because she needs to make sure her and her babies are protected on a primal level. So a lot of times women do this unknowingly. And the reason you and I and everybody else are confused is because women are even victims. And I know a guy's gonna be like, what, what do you mean? Are you, you simply beta for this? So hear me out. It's an agenda. Women don't even know why they are being taught to like the romantic guy. Women are being taught. Naturally, you answered the question. You said, you know, they, okay, they, they say they like, you know, the sensitive. They, they, they say it. We know about female nature is women actions and their words never line up. You know why? Because, and take this, please quote this somewhat. Quote, quote me saying this. Alpha Sincere said this. Their actions are primal. Their actions are who they really are. Their words are constructed. It's society. You know, it's it's an agenda. It's feminist. It's, it's that's what their words are. Women are being marketed to. You need a guy to buy your wedding ring, right? The biggest K jeweler's red wedding ring. You need the perfect wedding. Let me show you a thousand wedding commercials. They're programming women, and women don't even know. You know, they're programming Titanic. Huh, I'll swim in the water. You can have the door. 
I don't know, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the movie Titanic, but you know, he, yeah, gave, of course, yeah. Yeah, he, he gave up, you know? So they're being programmed to, I want, I want the, oh, I want this, I want this. And it's all about, like I said, uh, an agenda of the money. And now you're, you're beginning to see, now they're beginning to push more of the masculine female now. Now they're starting to push women being masculine. But originally you were seeing that they were pushing more of this, you want this, you want this to upsell marriage, to upsell that fat ass wedding ring, excuse my language, but that fat rock, you know, that salary to upsell those things. But on a primal level, and reason why I'm saying all this is through my life experience. One thing I learned is I've been with women, man, I'm gonna be real, who who was was freaks, man. And they on a on a primal level, man, it's who they is. They don't feel guilty. The the worse you treat them, you know, of course, with respect, guys out there listening, of course, and what I mean with respect, I mean in terms of consent. I mean no me too movements over here, but I'm saying in terms of consent. The more you are dominant with a woman, the more you, you know, are masculine with a woman, she's going to love it. But then when I would have asked those women things like, why do you feel like a man should hold the door for you? Or why do you feel like, ah, ah, because it's just what he's supposed to do. He just should do that. So that means you are being told that that's just what he's supposed to do. So she's just going with this agenda that she's being programmed by feminists, by whoever, that a man should hold a door, a man should be a sweetheart, a man should be these things. So then she spewed those things out her mouth because that's the agenda she's been taught. But her actions is who she really is. Her actions is when that guy walks in with that six pack and it, it don't have to be, you know, that shallow, I'm just using an example, or it can be, you know? Yeah. He walks in with that six pack and she's attracted to it because her boyfriend has a beer belly. Or a ton of money. Or, or a ton of money. When the guy walks in with a ton of money or, you know, or whatever the case may be, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, yeah. I don't I don't even know why I feel like this. It's equivalent, let me put it, you know, last thing I'll, I'll say to wrap it up. It's equivalent to you as a man on a primal level. Let's, let's talk about what you like as a man. Most men are attracted to certain things. You're attracted to big breasts. You're attracted to, you know, a big butt. You're attracted to a slim waist. Maybe you're attracted to thin chicks. Maybe you're attracted to short chicks, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to change that on a primal level. Right now, they could push an agenda that you should be into women who are this way, who cover up, who's, but deep down on a primal level, if you love big breasts, you're going to always love big breasts. <laughs> so they're not much different from us. Their primal level, if they love a guy, because all what, what people fail to realize, it's not about dating a thug. It's not about dating a bad boy. What do these guys have in common? Thugs, bad boys, you know, the, the jocks, whoever you want to call them, they are masculine. They are dominant. Most, you know, high school jocks or whatever, you know, you see the movies. Most of these guys, I don't even just mean like in the meathead sense. Most of these guys, even in real life, they're leaders, they're alphas, they take control. You know, if you see them with their friends, most of the time, they're not following their friends, their friends are following them. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the time, they're not following rules, they're doing, they're living life on their terms, they're, they're a rebel, you know, and these are the traits that attract women to the bad boys. These are the traits that attract women to the, the jocks, the, the douchebags, 
is not the fact that they just love douchebags. It's the fact that they love the masculinity in them. It's the fact that this douchebag has this trait of not giving a fuck what people think. And that's masculine. Mm-hmm. Even if she don't know that. It's just something about him on a primal level. She's like, fuck, I like this guy. Like, what is it? Biological, about yeah. Yeah. Man. So that's what it is. So I just wanted to talk to the women real quick about this because I know a lot of uh, women who are like, what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I attract a man? Why can't I whatever? But a lot of these women, like we said, they're they're more in their masculine energy. You know, they're yeah. aggressive. They're trying to be dominant. They're trying to be like, fuck, the, you know, just cussing and what, or just, you know, trying to be like over aggressive. And But yeah. men aren't attracted to that uh, masculine energy. You know, if uh, the only the only type of men that those type of women are going to attract are more feminine yeah. men. Right. Yeah, but they can't stand that. They start resenting that. You know, over time, maybe maybe they'll like it in the beginning, but over time, they're like, I can't do it. It's like women want to be led, but they're gonna test that guy to make sure that, you know, she can he can he can lead. Yeah. So yeah, uh, right on the head with that. Mm-hmm. So uh, just that's one thing about you know these women. Like, if you want to attract a more better man, like uh, or a masculine man or a real man or whatever, yeah, it's not rocket science. I tell guys, it. I'm, yeah, it's literally not rocket science. If if you're, you know, um, what they say, opposites attract in the sense that it, everything in this universe is yin and yang. That's why the, the, on this earth, we don't have all hot water. We have what? Hot water and then we have cold water. Mm-hmm. You know, on this earth, we don't just have all sun. No, when the sun goes down, <laughs> the moon comes up. You know, the sun and the moon in terms of day and night is what I mean. You know, we don't have all day, we have night. We don't have all cold, we have hot. We don't have all estrogen, we have testosterone. We don't have all feminine, we have masculine. It's not rocket science. Uh, a woman has a vagina, a man has a penis to go inside of a vagina. So I would tell people like, it's literally nothing worth overthinking. It's just that simple. If you are attracting masculine men, it's because you are feminine. If you are attracting feminine men, it's because you are masculine, sweetheart. If you are attracting feminine women, it's nine times out of 10, a hundred times out of 10, because you are what? Masculine. If you are attracting, you know, masculine women, you are a feminine man. It's, it's same thing with submissive and dominant. If you get around women and they're more dominant with you, I'm sorry, but you have to look in the mirror, King. You, they're dominant with you because when they get around you, they feel that you are being very submissive to them. So that woman feels like she has to take control of the situation. I see young guys all the time. They'll get around women. They'd be nervous, right? They'd be on YouTube videos and stuff. They'll take dates, go on dates with women, and they're, they're shaking. They're, they're more nervous than the girl is. And they're behaving very submissive to get her approval. And guess what she does? Like when the date first starts, she's very submissive. And by the end of the date, she's taking on the role of dominant because he behaved submissive the whole time. So she has, it has to, it can't be too submissive, even in, in gay relationships. I was going to say that, yeah. Even in always gay talking relationships, about him. it's always a do- dominant, it's always a feminine. Yeah, and so just to just to clarify, uh, we're not saying that women you can't be masculine, you can't be whatever. That's not that's not the point. It's just more of like mm-hmm. if you if you're wondering why uh, you know a masculine man isn't attracted to you, it's probably because you are in that masculine energy as a woman. Like you can go to work, you can you know make your own business, you can grow your own business, you can be as dominant and aggressive as you want. But at the end of the day, when you go back home to your man, we want that feminine woman, you know, to, to just, like you know, it's just like you said, yin and yang. But uh, other than that, man, uh, is there anything else you wanted to say? I'm going to give a, a couple of things like um, if you want to tell people what your YouTube is, you know, your Instagram, people want to yeah, follow yeah. you up for that. Go ahead. Yeah, you can check me out on YouTube at Alpha Sincere. That's mm-hmm. A-L-P-H-A. 
sincere and also on instagram at mr female nature now this channel is for men empowerment both pages is for men empowerment what i seek to do is continue to build a brotherhood with men now we we joke we laugh we have different conversations in the conversation ultimately we love women we learn how to deal with women better but we also do not take bull crap you know we, we we see the real for what it is and we will continue to build and grow so if you are battling with depression if you are battling with anxiety please check us out also as well if you have insecurities or low self-esteem or you need help with dealing like i always tell guys my channel is not how to get women i'm not a i'm not a dating coach i'm not a pickup artist I teach men how to deal with women. So you have to get the woman on your own. But once you got her, you know, once you have her, I teach you how to deal with her. I teach you about female nature. I teach you about those games she may be playing or why you're confused that, you know, when she hit you up and said that she wanted to snuggle for a week straight and then you gave in, now she doesn't respect you. But when you wasn't giving in, she was all up on you. You know, I teach guys why that is. I don't tell guys, I'll oh, say this pickup line and you will get more chicks. That's not what we do. We teach guys to be the best version of themselves and the most alpha version of themselves. And the reason why I say the most alpha version of themselves are because we in a day and age where we're constantly being taught that alpha male and beta male is a myth, it don't exist. But yet here we go when we see why the woman friend zone certain men and then the other man she sleeps with on the first night. What do you call that? It's just the title at the end of the day. And the title we choose to label it is beta male and alpha male. So I teach men how to become the more alpha version of themselves. And check me out, guys. Awesome, man. I love it. Uh, I did want to ask one thing. Are you thinking about starting a podcast yourself? Because that would be awesome, man. I, I never really looked into it, man. I had to, you know, I had to talk to you more, man. And, uh, you know, I don't know, get some advice or something. Because, uh, you know, I never really been you know, did much research with podcast. That's why I wasn't sure about how, how to go about this or how this work, man. But uh, I enjoy the format. I would love to, you know, look more into this, man. Yeah, that was actually one of my goals because um, the way I started, it was really simple. And I wanted to help you if you were interested in that, get your started up too. Um, yeah, absolutely. But we'll, we'll talk, man. But uh, other than that, cool. everybody, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. This guy's really awesome. Check him out. You have his Instagram, you have his YouTube. Um, that's it, guys. Hope you had a good one and take care, everybody.